This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. I am beyond excited to have this conversation today. We're going to talk a lot about mental health and wellness. We're going to talk about weddings. We're going to talk about all of the things. Am I calling you Tay Lautner now or Tay Dome? Where are we at? Yeah, new last name. I actually just used it for the first time yesterday. I was checking into an appointment and they were like, last name. And I was like, Dome. I mean, well... And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's funny because like when I say it, it doesn't feel weird to me sometimes because it's literally like my husband's name and I've been saying, saying his it. name like the whole time we've been dating. It took me a year and a half to change my name because I was like, but my name is Erin Trelore. My name is not Erin Jingles. And it finally <laughs> switched over. But you're right. You have been saying Taylor Lautner for a long time. This is yeah. your husband now, your husband, Taylor Lautner. So when I Google Tay Dome to do my little background research on this, what comes up is Tay Dome is Taylor Lautner's girlfriend, fiance, depending on what article you have. And she is a nurse. And I was like, okay, I am so excited to have this conversation to understand who this girl is beyond the man that she's married to now, and this nursing title, because from the brief conversations we've had in the past, you are such a dynamic, diverse, beautiful human being. And I just know you are going to change the world with the work that you're doing. So I want to dig below these headlines (laughs) and hear all about you today. So can you just like take us back, first of all, how did you end up in nursing? Tell us like a little bit about your background. Yeah, it just kind of fell into place. I never knew exactly that I wanted to be in healthcare. I would say like my first experience into like the body or just like that kind of realm was in high school. I was a very average student in high school, but I did AP, like anatomy and physiology, like the honors Mm. version of that. And I never took an honors class in high school. And I literally could do that with my eyes closed. Like I was like the teacher's assistant the whole time. Like I literally scored hundreds on all of my like tests. Like it just clicked for me and I loved it like all the dissections and stuff. So that was just like my first kind of introduction into like body stuff. And then I actually went to college for dance. I was a dance major. I danced my entire life and I didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school. And I loved dance and I got into Cal State Long Beach. They have an amazing dance program and I got in and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go. I don't really know what else I want to do. So I went there and I was there for a semester and I basically was dancing like 40 hours a week. I didn't have time for a job at all or like really time for myself and the degree that I wanted it was going to be five years and I was going to be in debt and I was just like this isn't like fun for me like I danced as (laughs) like my emotional outlet for so many years and just like my passion and 
it's like, this isn't fun. I don't think this is what I want to be doing. So I ended up just going back home and taking classes at the community college there. And it just kind of clicked one day. I was like, I think I'm going to like apply for nursing. Like I volunteered in high school. I volunteered at the hospital by where my parents live, oddly in like the labor and delivery unit. And that ended up being like my least favorite thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That section was not fun for me, but that's kind of how I ended up in nursing. And like nursing school was just like my jam. I mean, it's freaking rough, but it was like the first time I was ever getting like A's on test. You were where you were meant to be. Yeah. I loved studying, like reading books. Like I would rather read a textbook than like a fictional book. Mm. That's always been my personality too, but that's just kind of like how it happened and it fell into place. And then I graduated in December of 2019 and I didn't really want to work in a hospital because I've been dating Taylor for, I think we were together for like almost two years at that point. And okay. One second. I know people are going to ask, how did you two meet? Like, okay. So two years prior, were you in school at that point? No, we had met just before I started. Okay. Um, I knew I was like in and I was starting, but we met basically like end of 2017 is when we met and we met through his sister. She and I have a mutual friend and I like met her a couple times and she ended up calling Taylor and was like, I found your future wife throw game night and I'm bringing her over. Stop. I know. So you weren't in school yet. You were dancing still or had you stopped dancing and you'd moved home? I had stopped dancing and moved home. I'd been home for a little bit at that point. I was teaching. It's hard to like dance after high school if you're not like professionally dancing Mm -hmm. or like you have to like drive into like Hollywood to take class. But I was teaching bar and Pilates at the time. I still like had, I still had my ballet bar by me. Was ballet your kind of dance area or were you doing it all? Were you doing like the jazz, the hip hop, the modern, the contemporary ballet, all yeah, of it? All, yeah. All of it. Yeah. Wow. I did like high school dance team. I did like the competition team at my studio. So it was like literally like I eat, breathe, slept, dance like 24 seven. Oh, I danced up until the age of 16 when I ended up with an eating disorder and I've never gone back since. I dance all over our house always, but I yeah. totally understand when you say, you know, if you're not going professional after high school, it's challenging to like kind of get back in and to find your place and for me to find my confidence. And you have this expectation that you'll be the way that you were before. And now for me, at least that's totally not where I'm going to be. So, okay. So here you are working at home and you get introduced to Taylor and you two start dating. Yeah, it took a little bit of time. I didn't really know that he was like interested in me. And I didn't know about the setup prior to that. She had just told him. So I was just like going there as like McKenna's friend to go like hang out, play games. And I love a good game night. So I was just that. And I always say like Taylor's, he's just like the purest, kindest human and him hitting on me. I didn't know he was hitting on me. Like (laughs) he just like was friendly and like talkative. And I just like, I I don't know. I was never used to like someone like not coming on like so strong because that was all I really experienced. So definitely like took a little bit of time, but about like after like a month or so of that, then we were like, oh, okay, well, we like each other. So maybe we should like start talking and like seeing where this goes. Okay. So then fast forward two years later, you're doing your schooling as a nurse, but you know, in the back of your head, you're not sure you want to work in hospitals. Yeah. I was on the fence about it just because like with Taylor's schedule too, like I wanted to be able to like go visit him. And it's definitely like, there's pros and cons to a hospital schedule, but because it is like so corporate, it's harder. I always wanted to work like at a surgery center. I love like back to my like anatomy. Yeah. I love body stuff. Like 
bones and things. I'm like, sign me up. Like that is my jam. I love that stuff. So I wanted to work at a surgery center and I was shadowing and started working at a couple and then COVID happened. So all of those shut down because none of like the elective surgeries were open. And so I just kind of like was at home. I worked too hard, which is like a pro and a con. Like mm-hmm. I love doing something, especially I just came out of school and I was like, I want to like use this knowledge that I have and I'm like super passionate about it. So I told myself I was only going to apply to this one hospital that I loved. I went to a bunch of different ones for clinicals and school and it was the one I was like most impressed with. Mm-hmm. And it's a trauma center too. So it was like, it's a learning hospital. There's just like a lot going on there. And I was like, I'm going to apply to this one hospital to this one unit. And then if I get it, woohoo. If I don't, then I'm going to just like wait out this COVID thing. So I ended up getting it, which was like really fun and exciting. And then I started working probably like end summer, early fall of 2020. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. So you're working away at this job. Were you loving it or was it not what you expected? How did that roll out? I was liking it. My unit didn't turn into a COVID unit until probably December. So we were like functioning. I was on a telemetry floor and we were like the DOU unit, which is just kind of like observation. So we had a lot of like Tuesdays and Thursdays were like all the ortho patients that had Mm -hmm. surgeries. And we just had like a lot of like people that were withdrawing or were like 
their heart was being funny. So it was just like a monitored unit. So there was like a lot going on, which I enjoyed. I love that you're just dating this mega superstar and you're like, I'm going to get a job at the hospital and go to work, even though I'm sure you had the option. I don't know. Did you have the option to just like hang and just kind of follow him around? I mean, yeah, for sure. But I'm not getting the impression that that's you, though. That's definitely not my That's not you. No, you are not. No, you've got your own things going on. Okay, cool. So you're in there. At what point did you have your own experience with mental health? Yeah, I would say after working like COVID, we so we switched to a COVID unit in like December, basically like when the flu season started, because we literally... I don't even think we had a flu patient that year. It was literally just all COVID. Like COVID was the flu that year. Yeah. And I was working nights too. My first shift by myself, we went out of ratio. So instead of four patients, I had five. And our charge nurse, she was off the floor in the tele room, which is where like all the patients have heart monitors on. And those feed to this one room where there's a tech that sits and they see all the things and they like can call if someone's heart's messed up. But we didn't have anyone to watch the monitors. And that's like a big thing that we need. So the charge nurse had to go in there. And so here I am, little old me on my first night alone, having five patients. Each time I go into one of their rooms, I have to put everything on and then I come out, take everything off, re-put everything back on, go into the next room. So it was just like frantic. And I just remember like crying, like putting on this stuff and like, just like feeling so overwhelmed because nursing culture is like very much you don't really like question things like people's lives are on the line. You literally like work yourself like dry. There's just no question. So that was definitely like what was happening. And we were so short staffed because we were taking in so many patients. Like we were doubling up rooms that weren't supposed to be doubled. And like my manager would call me like every day I was off and be like, can you come in like just to take vitals? So I literally would go in at like 12 a.m. and say from like 12 to 3 a.m. to just help take vitals of patients because we were just so short staffed. So that happened for like three months and just like saw a lot of things that was hard. And I was actually, I couldn't really sleep last night. And I was thinking about this randomly, like nursing school, like they teach you like the difference between like compassion and empathy and like how to like support people when they ask you like if they're going to live. Like we talk about it in school, but when you're like in it and someone asks you and they're like crying, looking at you while you're in this suit and literally all I could see is your eyes behind goggles and a shield. It's just wild. Like No one can fully prepare you for that. Uh-uh. And nobody, I don't think, teaches you how do you decompress from everything that you're absorbing. I work with a lot of nurses and doctors who are carrying so much weight because of the nature of your job is to be in these traumatic situations, holding space for individuals who are in the most vulnerable period or time of their life. And yet this piece around boundaries, both emotional, physical, like everything's being crossed. And then there's no support available, like not built in necessarily. Maybe you can talk to a trauma specialist, but I I don't get the impression that's happening at the end of each shift or anything like that. And then the other thing is while you're working, there's barely even time to go pee, let alone feed yourself, take deep breaths, decompress. That's just not the nature of the job. Yeah. No, 
and like obviously I know you're working a 12-hour shift it's a long shift you know like you go pee twice maybe and like you sometimes will get your lunch like I knew that was like part of the job but is just not that it wasn't not what I signed up for because like when you sign up for nursing I feel like you just don't ever know but no one can like prepare you for that especially they don't teach you about how to work through a pandemic in nursing school because exactly I mean, that's quite the entryway into this profession. And I just want anybody who's listening right now who's working in healthcare to know if you're feeling overwhelmed in the workplace, you are not alone. It's not that you're not tough enough. It's like the standards that are set out for you and your profession. They don't allow for most bodies to remain in a regulated place. They just don't. Yeah. And I think too... There is so much turnover in nursing, like especially in the hospital that I worked on. There was nurses that had been there for like 20, 30 years. Like they've been there for so long and they would be like, I'm the only person from my like new grad class that's still there. Or like they would just like talk down to people that would leave the hospital. But A, the hospital is like not for everyone. It's like any job. You go like try out a job and if like you have to leave the hospital, that's not a bad thing. You know, like Mm -hmm. everyone handles things differently. Like some people are able to like go to work and leave it there. I can't fully do that. And that's fine. You know, like everyone's different and there's like a perfect job for everyone. And I remember feeling like a lot of pressure from like the senior nurses, like not to leave. It's challenging. just feeling that. Yeah. It's another layer of pressure. But I love what you're saying is that it's not a one size fits all and understanding where you're going to thrive or where what's going to allow you to take care of your basic needs is important as well. Yeah. Okay. So you're working, you're high pressure. It's COVID 12 hour shifts plus like extra hours piling on, on top of that. PPE is mm-hmm. adding a whole nother layer to things, short staffed. And now your unit that you're working on is turning into a COVID hotspot. Yeah. I would have died like 10 weeks ago for sure. I would have been in not a good place. Yeah. It was just like a lot. And I'm the type of person that literally like will just keep going and not even question it, which is where like my hardworkingness faults me just because I'm like, I have to, even like around the house, I'm like, this has to be done. This has to be done. That's how I was at work. I'm like, this has to be done. Like I have to go. I need help. And also I knew what it was like to be short staffed. So like my friends would be like, don't go. Like you don't need to go into work. And I'm like, I know I don't. And I know that's a boundary I need to set. But like, I just felt bad because I knew what it was like to be on the receiving end of that. So I was like, we're a team right now. Like we couldn't set that firm boundary. At least, I mean, I couldn't. There's definitely people that can. Looking back now and like after like talking a lot through with my therapist, I really just like dissociated it all. My brain left my body for like those months. I started doing that at home. I mean, working night shifts already like knocks you out. That's another thing you need. If you're not meant for night shift, like some people are night owls and they've literally been doing it for 25 years. And I'm like, how do you function? Like I can't, (laughs) that was not for me. No, that was not for me. No. And so that on top of like weird schedules and just like Taylor was awake during the day, obviously. So like I'd maybe see him like two days, three days Mm -hmm. a week. We would like have my breakfast, his dinner, and then I'd leave. And like, he had like has a schedule too, you know? So It was just a lot, but one day we were in the car and he was just like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just tired. Like, obviously I just, I'm tired. I'm always tired. And he was like, no, but like, are you actually okay? And like, I didn't really say anything. I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I really don't even think the conversation went on anymore after that. I just like stopped. 
and then we started talking about something else but that was kind of like the first time I was like okay maybe I do need to do like a self-check-in because I never really did that or needed to I'm the type of person that like presses everything down and like doesn't really talk about it which again pros and cons to that but obviously I'd never been in that type of situation before that I had just kind of like totally like left my body I feel Mm. like I would say and I mean I kept working after that that conversation was probably in like February or March of 2021 and then I worked the rest of the year until towards the end I actually ended up going to visit Taylor while he was filming and we ended up getting COVID and I had it really bad like I was like out of work and had to go like on whatever the state support thing is because I, I literally couldn't go into work And I was out for probably like a month and a half. And I was so frustrated. I just remember being so, I don't sit well. Mm. Like that's something that I like have to work on. Taylor would be like, let's watch a Netflix show. And I'm like, no, I can do this. There's this, there's this. Like, (laughs) that's just, I'm a task person. Like give me a task. I love that. And that period of time, I literally couldn't do anything besides really sit. Like I couldn't even do the laundry. I was like, would get out of breath. And also Taylor was still gone. And it was just like a lot of time for like myself to just kind of like think, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is this like situation right now? And I truly think my body needed that one because I think God was like, you got to chill. Like you need to stop moving. (laughs) I didn't want to say it, but (laughs) the universe was giving you an opportunity, God, whoever, to just decompress and sit. But unfortunately, It never comes in the way that we hope it will. It never comes in that form of a beautiful, hot vacation (laughs) under palm trees. It's like, boom, you're having an anxiety attack or boom, you've got COVID, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think I needed that to be like removed to quit, to leave the hospital because of like what I was saying and just, I didn't want to let anyone down. And I'm just like bad at advocating for myself. I'm better now. I was just like, I didn't want to let people down Mm. at work and whatnot but I really think I just needed that and I was like removed from it for like a month and a half and it just made it easier to be like hey like I can't come back like it's just not working for me so I always say that was like the blessing of getting COVID and having it bad was like I was able to leave so I left in like October maybe of last year Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like what do I do now I was like, something's definitely wrong again. I definitely don't feel like I used to. Mm. I mean, the whole reason I went into nursing, it's like, I just like love helping people. I love the connection with people. Like I love intentional conversations with people. And so that was kind of how like I birthed the whole lemons by Tay thing was just being home. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I had lunch with like a couple friends and they were like, well, what are you passionate about? And I was like, well, I like helping people. I like mental health. I've always like before I even had stuff, like I had a lot of family members that struggled and still struggle with addiction, whether it was like alcohol, heroin, like all day. But I lost a friend who had bipolar. He committed suicide like mm. five, six years ago. Mm. So I've always like enjoyed mental health and the brain and whatnot. It just fascinates me. Like our mind, like we know so little about it. Like there's so much it can do and that like excites me. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, she has a blog and like, she just like, likes doing it. And it's just like a little extension of her. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just do that. I don't know. And then I randomly came up with the name Lemons by Tay because I was just kind of like, 
life's been literally chucking lemons at me. So <laughs> that was like, I literally, I still have the notebook. I have like a couple pages left in the whole thing, but like the first page in it is me writing down all the names of like what my blog could be. Yeah. And I wrote that and I was like, oh, that's cute. Okay. I want to do that. So when you think back now, looking at your story and everything that you've experienced, were you ever diagnosed with anxiety or depression or burnout? Or is this just an inner knowing that something was off and and not aligned? It was definitely an inner knowing at the time. It was really hard for me to find a therapist just because of the added layer of dating a celebrity there's like a lot of things I wanted to keep like private about my life too and just like being vulnerable with someone like I need to know like I can trust them in order to like open up you know it's just an added layer of things I tell everyone like go to like better help go to somewhere where like you can talk to someone online and I was like I want to do that but like do I just tell them a fake name do I tell like what do I like you know it was just weird so it was definitely just me knowing something was up in there and not knowing exactly, but I knew that there was like something. So I just kind of thought like time would heal it, but I've definitely like had to do a lot of work. (laughs) I want to talk about the work, but the reason I asked that, which I'm so glad you answered in the way that you did is because I think oftentimes people will have a sense that something's off. They're crying more than normal. They're having difficulty sleeping. They're feeling overwhelmed. And the tendency can be to blame ourselves, to be like, I'm just not cut out for night shifts. Like I need to work harder or give my body longer to adapt, or I'm just not smart enough that I'm not getting this, or I'm too sensitive. These are all things that I've heard women say. So I want you to hear Taylor saying that she didn't even need a diagnosis to know that something wasn't right and to give herself permission to start making some shifts and changes and that you don't have to have a formal diagnosis. And I would encourage anybody listening who's experiencing some of those things to talk to their doctor or to reach out to a friend or somebody that they trust. But we know when we're not feeling our best. We know when something's off and it's not your fault. It's not that you're not enough or not wrong. You might just be in the wrong lane currently or something needs to be adjusted. We're also just living in this really wild time of so much technology, pandemics, environmental crisis. There's a lot going on for a lot of us to handle. Okay. So fast forward, you talked about you know, having to continue to work on this type of thing. What does that look like for you? How do you support yourself? There's a lot and it's definitely like a learning thing still. And I definitely feel like it like comes in waves, but my favorite type of self-care is literally like self-care. Like I love like getting a facial or doing like a face mask at home or like getting a massage. Like, and obviously I know those aren't like feasible for everyone, but like that's something that I like love to do. And I like set aside time and stuff to do that. I mean, even at home, you know, like I get, I love getting like a, sheet mask and under eye things from CVS. Like I go to CVS way too much to get face masks and stuff. (laughs) And Taylor loves them too. So it's fun. But I like those just because it's time that makes me like be by myself. I was going to ask at the beginning, I need to get the meditation workshop that you just did. 
because it's so hard for me to sit in my brain to not be in 20 places. And it wasn't always like that. I definitely feel like my body learned a lot of things from nursing, especially when I'm at home doing stuff, because at nursing, you have like four patients and each one's doing different things. You're admitting one, the other is being discharged. Like there's like literally like six different things going on in your head. And that's like my version of being productive at home is I'm like doing so many things at once. So when I try to sit, it's just going so many places. You can't turn it when off. I'm like, yeah, when mm. I'm like getting a facial, when I'm getting a massage, like I don't have anything by me or like even like a sound bath. I love a sound bath. Mm. I have literally no other option but to like sit and yeah. just like let my brain just like, dude, it takes me a minute to get there, but I just like can finally like turn off. So that's like definitely been like a big thing for me and just like alone time too, just to really like navigate my thoughts because yeah. I don't not that I don't do it well but it definitely takes me a while like Taylor and I we don't really argue but if we're like in a conversation like he's just so well spoken and he like knows his emotions and stuff and so he'll like tell me how he's feeling and I'm like okay here you give me 12 hours like let <laughs> I me need sleep to on process it like, over here <laughs> yeah and that's literally always been my brain and that's just like how I am mm. so I definitely enjoy like having my like alone time Mm. and just like sitting and thinking and it definitely like has taken me a little bit to like discover things like about myself or maybe things that I've been feeling I feel like even recently I'm still like unboxing things so that'd probably be like my favorite form of like how I can help but also just like intentional conversation is like really fun for me like learning about friends or like hearing perspectives of people you like the deep conversation, less of the surface level stuff and yeah. yeah, really going there. So put up your hand, not if you're driving right now, if you can relate to some of the things that she <laughs> said. So a difficulty turning off your brain, feeling like there's multiple tabs open all the time, yeah. difficulty really resting or feeling restless when you're just sitting still. Maybe you're always on your phone or your computer while you're watching a movie. I'm definitely guilty of that. I cannot just sit and watch a movie so hard. Yeah. Perhaps you are noticing feelings of overwhelm, all of those things. I think this is a really human experience for a lot of people right now. How did you navigate your mental health while planning this huge wedding that you just had that looked gorgeous, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <gasps> it's stunning. Thank you so Did you enjoy the process? Did it feel like a lot? Both. Yeah. I definitely like enjoyed it. Taylor and I love throwing parties. And so that was kind of what we did. We didn't really want to have a wedding. We just like, this is going to sound so cheesy. We just love each other. And we just like love like, just like the two of us, like we're literally best friends, which mm. is like, Obviously, you don't need to be best friends with your spouse, but like that's just how we are. I love it. And if it was up to us, we would have like gone somewhere and just eloped. But I'm an only child, and Taylor only has one sibling. But both of our parents were like, "No, (laughs) not an option." (laughs) Yeah. So we're like, "Okay, well then we're gonna literally do the opposite of that and throw like a four day weekend wedding party celebration." So that's what we did. It definitely took like a lot of planning, and there was for sure like bumps in the road with it. But our planners were great and we enjoyed it. And it was something like Taylor was super involved in it too. So it wasn't like me having to make like every decision. Like I would wake up to emails being done and Taylor would have done something. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You know, like it was just like great. Like I had like 
my like helper buddy with yeah. me, you know? So it was really fun, but I was like so ready to be done in like the best way possible. One, just because we planned it pretty quick. And there's also just like added layers to marrying a celebrity that I did not anticipate. Such as? You know, just like a lot of things, like making sure all of the vendors like sign an NDA not to spill the beans about it security phone checks we built a whole structure out in the vineyard so if there was drones like they wouldn't you know take photos there's things you would never think about (laughs) yeah there's just a whole a whole other layer to it which obviously like I love Taylor and I will like it's just the norm now like you just have to think about those things but like when planning I was like oh that needs to be done oh this needs to be done so it was just like a little more work that needed to be done it turned out better than like I could have ever imagined so that on top of just like being ready to be done with yeah the whole yeah. the whole planning process I was like okay I'm ready to like get back to work and like focus because I was just like pushing everything aside I was like of I course don't have time, I don't have time and like my team was so great and like supporting me and just like letting me have my time but there's so many things I want to do so yeah. I was like very intentional with myself like you're not doing anything you're focusing on this wedding finish out these things that you've done we're not starting anything new don't get any ideas yeah I know I have a few clients right now who will listen who are getting married and so much comes up around a wedding in regards to body image and perfectionism and wanting everyone to have a certain experience. Do you have any tips for brides-to-be about navigating this time and supporting their mental health through it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing would just be, and this is what Taylor and I kept telling ourselves, like, no matter what happens, like, the wedding day is literally just about you and your spouse. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. It could rain, it could snow, it could all crumble. Like, but at the end of the day, like it's literally about like you and your person, like committing your lives to each other. And so that like made the weekend a lot better just Mm. to kind of like, so we got married on a Friday, Thursday, we did like a big welcome party and my anxiety was like shot up the wall. Like I went outside with Taylor and I just started bawling and I had no clue why. And I just felt so overwhelmed. Not like I needed to be perfect, but I just, I honestly couldn't pinpoint what it was. Like we had like 90 people. We like literally kept it intimate and like, it was everyone I knew. Like I could go up to anyone and have a one-on-one conversation with them. And so I was just trying to like figure out like what the frick is happening. I'm feeling so overwhelmed and our friend and pastor Judah who ended up who married us. He was just like, you like love people and you love, like you want people to like have the best time. And like, like I wanted to make sure everyone felt loved and like I take on other people's emotions. And I think it was just like, it was just a lot going on. So I definitely like felt overwhelmed, but I just had to like keep telling myself, like everyone's like having the best time. It's great. They're not having the best time. Oh, well, what can you do? You know, like, It's just about Taylor and I in this moment. I'm so glad you shared this because I think so many brides, grooms have the same experience and then feel like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? This is supposed to be the happiest day of my life. I'm not supposed to be crying and feeling anxious and overwhelmed. And yet (laughs) there's so much going on leading up to a wedding. There's so much much emotion. There's so much to process. There's family members coming together from different sides. All of your closest friends are there. There's expectations. Like, of course, you're going to feel a bit overwhelmed. And that's absolutely human and normal. And it doesn't take away from the beautiful, incredible event that's going to happen. We're allowed to feel it all. Yeah. And also it's finally like the 
it's not the breaking point, but it's finally like everything's done. And like yes. my body was like, okay, we got to let something out now. Like we're done. Yes. We, we got we to gotta release something, you know, like you're literally like at the end of the road there. Oh, yeah. Like you're at the finish line. Yeah. And so like, I feel like my body was just like, okay, you're, you just need to calm down a little. I had the exact same experience and I'm sure there's other people listening who have as well, for sure. Okay. So what's yeah. next for you? You're married. You're all hitched up. You've got lemons by Tay. You've got this beautiful foundation that you've started. What are your dreams and hopes and goals and some of the things that you're working on right now? Yeah, definitely a lot. I have like so many things. I was just telling Taylor last night. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I can do this. And he's like, you can. I wouldn't put it past you. Um, (laughs) Which is so great. He supports me so well. I want to do too many things. I feel like this coming into like this new year is like the first year that I can finally not finally focus on myself but like I've never really like figured out like who I am what I want to do like I was in nursing school for two years and then COVID happened and I was working as a nurse and then I came home and then I've been dealing with all this stuff and then we like planned a wedding and I never really like had the time to just been like what do I want to do you know like what do I want to do? What, what vacation to Taylor and I want to go? Our first vacation was literally like our little mini moon we went on. Like mm-hmm. we had never been on like an actual like vacation before. We've been together for five years. So I've never like had the time to just like focus on me a little, which I'm like so excited about. But just so many things with the foundation. I've been wanting to like plan out some events for a while in my team knows. I've been like, this is what I want to do. We're not starting till after the wedding because I'm not taking on another thing. So I have like so many ideas for my nonprofit that I want to do because that's like my little like passion baby. But for sure, our podcast has been something that I've been like thinking, praying, dreaming of for like a long time. And it's finally like coming to fruition, which is really awesome and super excited and so cool that like I get to do it with like my person is just awesome and it's really fun. So by the time this releases, your podcast will be out there. It will be live. So tell us a little bit about what you're talking about on this. Are you talking about celebrity lifestyle, (laughs) wedding planning? What's going on over there? (laughs) Yeah. So it's called The Squeeze. I had to do a playoff of the lemon thing. Yeah, I had to do. I had to keep in in the lemon realm. So it's basically just like we're saying like the squeeze is like the juice of like our mental health. And I just wanted to be very conversational I just want to talk about people about like everyone has a different life story everyone deals with things different everyone copes differently you know every single person is different some relate to some some don't and I just want to have intentional conversation (laughs) my like favorite word yes and just like talk with people whether it be like personnel like celebrities but also like experts in the world of mental health therapists maybe people that I don't know specialize in anything all of the above there's no like criteria to like be a guest. I just want to like talk with people and I love like learning perspectives and like that kind of a thing. So that's it. It's exciting. That's kind of it. She's like, I'm just going to completely figure out who I am, <laughs> what my dreams are, work on a number of events for my nonprofit, run my side hustle, launch a podcast. That's it. No biggie. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the most me thing ever. I'm like literally like I'm sitting. I mean, the room is not complete. Behind me is going to look a lot different once the podcast is out. But I'm sitting in literally like an empty room right now that I'm like freaking hauling my booty trying. I have so many Amazon boxes downstairs of like equipment. I'm doing the whole setup design. And I'm like, 
Oh, it's, it's so just, good. Just, I'm I, so I excited for you. I'm so excited for you. And I know all of your passion and these qualities that you have that are sometimes the double-edged sword of, you know, feeling super passionate about what you do, working really hard, all of these things for you to bring your expertise to serve others is incredible. And I've had such an amazing time chatting with you today. Thank you for sharing openly some of your own experiences that are so, so, so relatable. And I can't wait to tune into the show. Where can people find out more about you? My Instagram, at Kdome. Maybe it'll be changed by the time this... I'm trying to get it changed. I got a new last name. We're trying to change it. So not sure, but yeah. at Taydome at this moment, Lemons by Tay has it's on Instagram, lemonsbytay.com. We got a bunch of resources, blogs, just kind of our favorite things. And I'm not sure about where you can find the podcast yet at this moment. We will link to it down below. You can it, head to the show will, notes. We'll make we'll sure that you can find it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you again for joining me. I just want to read the message that's on her sweatshirt right now. It says, do all things with kindness. So we'll mm-hmm. take that right off the sweatshirt and leave that with you as you move through the rest of the week. What would it look like to be 5% kinder, to be kind to, you know, one extra person, to find that deep breath and to show up with kindness in a moment when maybe that's not the first thing that you feel like doing? Take what you need from this episode, leave the rest behind, and I'll see all of you lovely people next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.